Hey, what's up, everybody? Before we get into this episode, I have a quick ask. Please go to cityweekly.com and vote for the Will Wonder Pod as best local podcast in Utah. <sighs> Last time, I think I said it at some point through the intro or maybe the outro, but I wanted to get it right from the jump. I'll have the link in the podcast description. You can find Best Local Podcast in the Media, People, and Politics section. Again, the thousands and thousands, or maybe hundreds, depending on the week, of listeners listening right now, go to cityweekly.com and vote the Will Wonder Pod for Best Local Podcast. Again, in the Media, People, and Politics section. Link in the podcast description. All right, now... We can get into the show. Okay, I'm reloaded. It's Dre Rocker, 92.5 The Beat of Salt Lake, All Rock Media, and you are listening to the Will Wonder Pod. Bars, let's go, y'all. This is Gabino Grimes, Mike Masters Alliance, Rap Battles Finest out here in Utah. And you are now listening to one of my best friends' podcasts, The Will Wonder Pod. Real quick, let me just start off by saying this is Peter Rosenberg, your forever 24-7 champion, host of the Cheap Heat Podcast. And I want to shout out The Will Wonder Podcast. What's going on? This is Brisk Warner, and you're checking out my man DJ Will Wonder on The Will Wonder Podcast. Yeah! What's up, everybody? This is Emerson Kennedy world-famous Scarlett Johansson lover, world-renowned Jordan Denier, and I hope you are tuning in to my personal favorite podcast, The Will Wonder Podcast. That's my brother for real. He has terrible takes, but I'm still listening, man. Will, what's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 135 of The Will Wonder Pod, coming to you from a rainy Salt Lake City, and I'm without a car. Um, I hate car troubles. I hate even more having to take them to mechanics that I don't know and don't trust. Uh, but here we are. (sighs) I won't dive too deep into that. I'll just say that the Nissan dealership has had my car a little too long. And they said it was one thing. Once that was fixed, it wasn't that thing. They said it was something else. And I'm going to find out, hopefully here, very shortly if the vehicle is all fixed. Anyways, don't want to go in too hard on this episode. Now, if they mess up again, I will definitely let you all know on the next one. (laughs) Uh, Had a fun weekend, though, despite being carless. My wife and I went on our first one-on-one date since WrestleMania, which was April. A lot of things been going on that kept us from having a one-on-one date, but it was really nice to do so. Went and saw Sam Smith, who, I mean, we've seen him three times. We're big fans of his, and each time we've seen him, his stage presence and show has progressively gotten bigger and better. His voice is ridiculously good, though. So uh, if he comes to your city, I would highly suggest going to see Sam Smith. We also had some dinner, uh, got rained on like crazy nothing like the folks in california but obviously a lot of that rain comes here as well so that's what we've been experiencing just on a a lighter level but that was a lot of fun so shout out to my wife for the fun night shout out to the uh, mother-in-law as well for watching our son 
allowing us to have a one-on-one date night, which is definitely needed more often than every four months. So have to figure that out. Outside of that, not a lot personally is going on. Still waiting to go to the spine specialist to figure out uh, about my back. I am feeling pretty good, though. No pain whatsoever. Actually, the past week and a half, really no pain at all. It's just the numbness that has me walking kind of funny, as well as a little bit of loss of strength in my left ankle. So, yeah, I'm hoping within the next two weeks, I don't have to give you, I don't necessarily have to give you guys updates, but people ask. (laughs) So I figure, hey, I might as well. It also fills some time. And if you ever go through something like this, herniated disc, have issues with sciatica, hit me up because I have gone through the gauntlet of videos and a lot of stretches, obviously been going to the chiropractor to do what they call decompression, but I will know more the day this episode drops, which is Wednesday, the 23rd. So final update, hopefully will be next week for you guys. Um, NBA wise, Steph Curry, the best point guard in the history of the NBA. He went on a podcast and said, you know, they asked him that question. Do you think you're the best point guard ever? And he said, no question. He said, well, it's between me and Magic. And you can guess that Jazz fans lost their shit. But I tend to agree with Steph. Like, and I don't even think it's between him and Magic. I would say, yes, he is the best point guard of all time. People are going to say, well, what's a point guard then? Not 12 assists per game whatever, Stockton, the all-time leader. I would just say today, right now, you're drafting a team and you have a choice choice as your first pick, your point guard between prime John Stockton and prime Steph Curry. You're telling me you're going with prime John Stockton. I would say John probably a little bit better defensively But offensive-wise, what are we talking about? Steph Curry's the best shooter in the history of basketball. So there you have it. I agree with Steph. You obviously have to throw Magic in that conversation. Top five point guards ever, Steph, Magic. Uh, John Stockton, of course. Don't get me wrong. I just would rather have Steph Curry. Update today on the James Harden-Daryl Morey saga. James Harden was fined. $100,000. Now, this is per Woj. NBA is finding Sixers star James Harden $100,000 for his recent comments referring to franchise president Daryl Morey as a liar. For the league's purpose on the fine, Harden's comments that he would never be a part of an organization that included Morey played a bigger part in the fine, sources said. It touched on the league's rules concerning public trade demands. It's kind of lame, I think. Like, why fine them? Like, really? A lot of guys say that they want to be traded and just straight up say they want to be traded, and I don't remember them getting fined. Now, he did this in a different way, and obviously it's not a good look for the organization or the league, but a fine's kind of lame. And 100000 like, what does that really do to him? I will say this, though. This might be that first domino that falls... And I think I said this a couple weeks ago, uh, right before we went on the break. First domino that falls to get Joel Embiid up out of Philly and go somewhere else where he wants to try to win a championship because Daryl Morey isn't bringing it to Philly. Or maybe they get rid of Daryl Morey. I think that would be the more logical thing to do. Anyways, 
football. I don't really have a lot of football news. I did do a fantasy draft. Yes, it is fantasy season, and my wife is so happy about that. Obviously, I am very sarcastic with that comment. She hates it, but it's here. First team, didn't love it. I'm not going to lie. Eighth pick in a 12-team league. This is how this is how the team looks. CeeDee Lamb, Nick Chubb, Devontae Smith, Trevor Lawrence, TJ Hawkinson, DJ Moore, Brian Robinson from my Washington Commanders, which we'll get to here in a moment. Defense, we're rolling with Baltimore, which I don't know. I want to change that. Uh, grab Bryce Young, the very last pick, because you just never know. Don't feel great about it. Don't feel awful, but don't feel great about this team. It is a PPR league, so Lamb, Smith should get a ton of points on that. Running backs, not so much. Hawkinson, not bad. Gets a lot of catches, not a lot of yards, not necessarily a lot of touchdowns, but I feel good about him. Tight end, you just never know. Outside of that, NFL-wise, my Washington Commanders last night as I record this. Eric Bieniemy's in there looking tough as the OC. Cooking with Sam Mahomes. I mean, Sam Howell. I don't know, man. I'm not saying, but I'm saying. Didn't look awful. Yep, it's preseason. I know it. People say, oh, you don't get all excited. Listen, I'm not super excited, right? But Sam Howell looks better than any quarterback we've had since Kirk Cousins. And that sucks. That really sucks. But he does. So, only time will tell. In two weeks, though, we will have a full NFL preview pod with myself, Chacon, and Hoop. And when I tell you I'm getting ready for this, like the notes are out of here, out of here as in out of this world, got a lot of updates, there's going to be a lot of arguing, and I'm excited for that. Again, that's in two weeks. Outside of that, release the Looney Got the Tunes YouTube video interview. So... I've said this before. If you haven't yet, please subscribe to the Will Wonder Pod YouTube. Like those videos. Comment, share. That's how everything gets built up. You may not know that, or you may, and you just don't watch YouTube, or you don't like or comment on things. That's cool, too. I appreciate you no matter what. Viewing, listening, whatever it may be. But I'm just saying a like and a comment go a long way. I mean, a share. Forget about it. A share, we're out of here. If I could get half of you folks to share man it'd be i'd have a i'd have free free uh merch day just for those of the secret email club and if you want more information on the will wonder pod secret email club uh reach out to me on instagram at the will wonder pod all right we are going to get to the audio from the looney got the tunes interview right about now Ladies and gentlemen, I have a very, very special guest today here on the Will Wonder Pod, father, producer, you call him a beat maker, producer, beat maker, two different things, we'll get into that, I'm, I'm very sure, uh, but none other than Salt Lake's own Looney Got the Tunes. Looney, hey, what's up? Hey, what's up, Will? Thank you for having me, appreciate that, man. Yeah, of course, thank you for coming through, bro, or I guess I'm coming through to hey, your studio. Hey, yeah, welcome, and happy to be here, yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> this this so, is great, man, this is, this is a beautiful that. place, so thank you for having me here. Yeah, uh, this is the office right here, so... How 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 uh how many hours per week would you say you're here? Oh man, I'd say on an average maybe like twenty five, twenty twenty five hours. Nice. Um. Yeah. 
That's what you got to do to chase that. Well, you know, and with everything else, being a father and working and, you know, trying to start my own hustle with work and all that. So it's like that's, I think, uh, the time that goes into here. Got it. So, yeah, yeah, it's good. Keeps me busy. We're going to get into a lot, man. But what I want to do is is and what I like to do with everybody is just go back. Right. So let me know a little bit about your childhood. You got brothers and sisters where you originally from all that good stuff. Okay. Yeah. So I have one sibling, younger sibling. Okay. uh, My brother. Shout out, David. Um, And then I grew up in Salt Lake City. Uh, I was born in Mexico, Mexico City. Okay. Um, Was raised out here, been here ever since, so this is home to me, you know. Um, Yeah, Uh, my parents, uh, shout out my parents, they've kept me, well, my dad kept me with the music, or involved with the music uh, at a very, very, very early age, so um, I think he's the reason why I have that passion and and Mm. that that burning desire for music, you know, not only as a consumer, but also like taking part in music. Um, He had me playing drums at age six. Wow. Yeah. I was, uh, could barely see over the drum set, but (laughs) there I was banging. Like in an actual, like in a a band? band? Yeah. Yeah. So my, my dad grew up playing, he's uh, the keyboard. Okay. um, For like Mexican groups. Got it. um, Latin music, Mexican music. Yeah, yeah, yeah the like regional stuff um so he grew up doing that and so when i was born you know he had to like take me with them okay uh, to his gigs and and, yeah. and all that stuff so i was always around it uh but it was one day that their drummer didn't show up and mm. i for, as far as i can remember i would uh, grab my mom's uh pots and pans and buckets and just use that as a drum set so it was always kind of like making noise yeah yeah facts yeah (laughs) to this day (laughs) but it was it was early on that i started with that and so once i was like six something like that uh it came that day where the drummer didn't show up and this is from what i know from him telling me right um he didn't show up um and my dad had the idea of having the guys you know throw me in there and give me wow. a shot and just see you know just see how it goes because i was always with them so would you like hang out like during their practices so you kind of a lot of the times the or or yeah. or the actual events that mm. they would go play in i was i was 90 percent of the time i was there okay um my mom didn't like it very much what kind of I events was, were they were they at what were they doing um uh, like weddings um oh yeah okay stuff like that yeah, yeah. um you know parties uh, uh, paid gigs, you know, okay. for different a lot of quinces. Most mostly, <laughs> I've DJ, yeah, you know, I've DJed a bunch. It's a big, it's, it's a big, it's a big day. Yeah, 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 so yeah. Um, that type of stuff was always I was always around it, and so <clears throat> again, when that day came, they gave me a shot, and I did good, I guess. So they wow. kept me involved, and I was uh, going with them to the gigs. Not long after that. Um, and so that's kind of where that started, you know. That's awesome. Yeah, and so <clears throat> once I got older, I met a, a friend at Kearns Junior High. Um, we used to call him Spike. If you watch this, you know, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Spike is the one that introduced me to EJ. It was a, it was a, I it was EJ. it was mostly like a loop software where you just yeah. there were like presets, pre-recorded right. loops. 
Um, there were no kits or anything like that, you know, that you could download like nowadays. So it was pretty much all built in. And I was hanging out with him one day and we were in his room and that's what he was doing. I was like, holy shit. You know, I was like blown away. I was like, damn, like that's cool. And started showing me, started hanging out with him more. Um, and then eventually I moved out uh, from from Kearns. Uh, so me and him didn't really get to hang out much, but that always stuck with stuck me. So with when you. I thought about, you know, trying it, I went yeah. out and bought it and um, just started being hands on with it. And so from then it wow. was it was different. I was like, holy shit, like I don't have to actually like play a drum set and be loud. Right. You know, it was more like it was different. It was a lot different. So I was blown away by it. And uh, I just started you know, playing around with it, playing around with it, finally kind of figured it out. And so from then on, it was kind of like always a thing for me to do. Never really was like super involved or, or like wanting to pursue that necessarily. Mm, more just like a, a It was a more, of a, more of a hobby, more yeah. of something that I liked doing. Um, but it wasn't until later on that uh, me and some, some friends was kind of like, freestyling trying to you know rap and stuff like that and though and then <clears throat> this was later on this was back when where i guess at the point where when uh youtube beats started becoming a thing youtube mm. was starting to mm -hmm. come around yeah um that i actually started making beats like with the purpose of us rapping on them so Got it, was, it. it was it was a little bit different than just doing it for fun mm -hmm. you know um and then from then on it just kind of became more of more uh a more frequent thing to do okay um and then ever since it's just been kind of growing up going up growing yeah. growing learning still learning to this right. day you know yeah i feel like you can never stop learning with that kind of shit it's just so much to, oh yeah to take in you know it's it's crazy yeah we'll get um, we'll get into that uh, yeah in, in a little bit i, I want to uh Take a step back. You mm -hmm. talked about your parents. You were born in Mexico City. Right. What brought your parents to the States and, and specifically what brought them to Utah? Um, family. Okay. Family that was here. Um, back where my dad's from is, is a state called Oaxaca. It's a very indigenous place. Um, it's like part of the Mayan ruins and the whole Aztec thing from back in the day. So it's like very... Um, What's the word? Um, very, um, it's, it's just different. Like, they don't right. even have TVs or, yeah. or bathrooms a lot of the times, you know? Yeah. So it's like there was always people that would go out from here over there to visit. And so I would always, like, see them, you know, driving their trucks and stuff like that, from what I remember. Um, and so that's kind of what brought them out here is just that connection with family that was already here um wanting better you know obviously um so that was back in like 90 96 97 maybe okay how old were you i was like probably like eight nine, got it something like was that, that a, was that a hard transition for you coming <clears throat> here like from from that type of well mexico city's different right but like yeah what um coming to the states I like to ask a lot of people this, you know, no matter what country they come from. But what mm -hmm. was that first six months like for you, if you can remember, you know, eight from years old? From what I can remember, um, it was, 
a lot different. Obviously, the the um, the language, yeah. you know, big big change right there. Um, but I remember a lot of snow. <laughs> so yeah. um, when I started going to school, I remember there was days where it was like knee high, you right. know, and it's like obviously I was little, but it was just a lot of snow all the time. Um, so that was very cool for me. Um, the restaurants, uh, burgers, you know, when I first had a burger, that was cool. You're looking around good. like no wonder the smell, all these people smell, are fat. I, I some, it, like I don't get I don't get that smell no more. Oh yeah, it's different, you know, right. or maybe just the from it being so new to me, it was just like that smell. Of, oh, I can not imagine. You know, yeah, it was good, but um, that was probably one of the biggest things that that was different for me. Uh, you know, obviously meeting people and getting to know people and that the the language barrier. Um, but it was it was good. Um, I liked it. Yeah. I liked how how kids um, had different ways of like playing. You know, it was just so different over there. It was just mostly soccer out on the road. Got it. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and so just to see all that different stuff, it was it was it was good. Yeah. It was cool. Um, the the language barrier. How long did that take you to overcome? Um, I would say by the time I was like in fifth grade, sixth grade, I was pretty, pretty good at it. Um, I could, uh, you know, have a conversation and stuff. And, um, so it didn't take very long. Um, I had cousins here that we were staying with at the time that grew up out here. So mm. it was like, Helped they didn't know too. Spanish. Oh, you okay. know, so that, okay. that, that at home was, there was also a, a language thing at home too so but you know spanish is always there but um living with them it was also easier on me to learn and to kind of watch and hear and 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 see you know so it wasn't it didn't take very long that's good yeah to have people close to your age too probably made it a little bit easier just to like you know make friends and and right yeah they were so and uh they would always like uh carpool so it was i was always around a, a, you know, a big group of, of kids and stuff. So I was never really like by myself or, you know, I think that would have been a little bit harder yeah. um, if I would have been like shy and right. kind of, you know, hid away from it. But it was the total opposite. So that helped. Um, um, going into, you know, you, you're here, you're, you're, you're in Utah, starting to get more comfortable um, outside of, you know, your your passion for music, playing in your dad's band. What else did you like to do as a kid? Soccer was big. Um, I played soccer throughout middle school, some high school. And even as an adult, I still play. Um, but, yeah, that was, for me, that was a thing that I would always do, I guess, even when I'm, you know, during school, after school. Um, that was probably the, the main thing. Um, it wasn't until I got older that other sports started to grow on me, but um, I'm a big sports guy, so that was like, if it wasn't music, it was sports. Got it. Yeah. Um, soccer, I, I, you know, we were talking before mm-hmm. we started recording, I tell you, my son's playing, and yeah. it's getting me, me more into it, and I, I never played soccer, but okay. I don't know if you're familiar with Macon. 
Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, I busted his ass That's the homie. at a, at a <laughs> workout, and he'll tell you he'll tell you about it too. That's why he doesn't come back. I see. Uh, in He's soccer, been quiet. In yeah. soccer, like I mean, everything else, it's whatever. But yeah, anyways, uh, that's just a sidebar right there. Okay. Nice. <laughs> yeah, Hell yeah. We'll text him after this. Um, so I love you get it. into you know you get into junior high, high school. Um, actually, before we get to that, I, I want to get an idea of when hip-hop comes into play oh okay right so if you're playing in your dad's band is it cumbia what kind of yeah, music mostly okay okay mostly. okay so not the most difficult transition into hip-hop right as far as like musically at times right the, yes and no yeah, um, okay. yeah you know obviously the the genre is different the instrumentation is different um but having that rhythmic i guess count on on the beat itself because um, I feel that's nine times out of ten, that's the heart of the song. You know, it's the, the drums, the the rhythm that you're getting from it, the groove or whatnot. So that was, uh, I guess, easy for me to kind of, um, you know, go from that to, 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 to rap or hip hop. Um, but I think it came around like seventh grade. When I moved to Kearns is when. So, I, so when I first... Got to Utah. Um, I lived in West Valley, um, right in front of uh, Hunter. No, not Hunter. Uh, Kennedy. Okay, Kennedy okay. Junior High. Yeah, yep. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so then, uh, when I moved to Kearns, it was the start of middle school, so seventh grade for me, and that's when the whole change of scenery was like. It was all so different. Yeah, like yeah, I had for to sure. readjust. Yeah, in a sense where. The people were different. Um, there was older kids, you know, obviously that, that they have an influence on, on the up-and-coming kids that are, you know, growing up. So that whole thing was different. I started hanging out with the older guys, older older crowd. Um, and so that's when, when uh, rap was introduced to me. Um, and it was it was Mac Mall that I first heard, mm. and Richie, uh, Richie, Richie, Richie Rich, Rich got it. Uh, seasoned veteran was the album. Okay. Um, and there was a girl that would, would go to school, um, and she would always play that that CD. So it was then that I started hearing that, and I was like, like I liked it. I fell in love with it because it was just so different. You know, the rhythm was so different, and. I was just like, oh, like, you know, what is this? And so I started listening to it. I borrowed it from her. Um, and then it was those two. And then um, I heard Dre from one of my uncles um, was playing that album. And um, Was it Chronic or Chronic 2001? It was the Chronic, the okay. first one. Okay. Yeah. And so from then after that, it was just like every day. Every yeah. Day, every day, every day. And so um, after that, I kind of started just listening to other stuff. Um, DJ Quick um, mm. was one of the the very first artists that I also got into, um, and then NWA because just they they were starting to become bigger, so mm-hmm. you started hearing them, seeing more. Yeah. Um, and then from then on, it just I just went down the rabbit hole, and I'm the type of person that like I like to know. Who's behind it? Like the credits, like yeah, we were yeah. saying. Yeah. When I bought a, a CD, you know, it was always like that was the first thing is um, going through it and see who who's there and what's there and all that. Um, and then, let's see. After that, it was Tupac that I heard after that. Um, and then it was just 
no going back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I feel you. I was, uh, you know, when you and I had talked about a very similar trajectory with the chronic, but mm-hmm. I was so young hearing it. Yeah. I was like, uh, I think I was six when my, my, I have a brother who's 10 years older than me and he okay. would just play the shit out of that album. And like, <laughs> I just remember like thinking like, wow, this is so, so it just, everything goes together. So perfect. Like the mm-hmm. only album I had heard before that, that was similar. It wasn't even a hip hop album, but my dad was a big, like classic rock type okay. of dude. Yeah. So Pink Floyd's the wall, Ooh. how all of those songs intertwine. And it's mm-hmm. like, you don't know. You know what I'm saying? If you just sit there and listen, you think it's the same one. You sing, yeah, yeah, you think it's just an extension of the of the last right, or whatever. Yeah. But that's what I loved about the Chronic. Yeah, um, definitely. Just a uh, just one of those albums. Um, all right, so you you get introduced to EJ. Uh, start yep. start running loops and doing things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think somewhere around here, from from you and I talking before, mm-hmm. you have a you have your first child, right? At yes. a younger age, so. Yeah. So you were kind of just doing this EJ fund, you know, make beats as a hobby type of thing, right? Just like, yeah, like a pastime, yeah. hanging out with my buddy. And then you have your your son, uh-huh. right? oldest, your son. Yeah. What, uh, at what age were you? I was 16. So when this happens, what's going through your mind? <laughs> oh, man. Unexpected <laughs> as fuck, you yeah. know, because young. Uh, and funny thing is we mentioned quinceañeras earlier. And so I was... When I first started dating her, she was about to have hers. Got it. Right? Yeah. And maybe like three months after that day, God. she was pregnant. Yeah. So it was Sheesh. like yeah. her dad went from like, oh, yeah, hey, what's up? Hey, Coming in. To so like, you better not come in my yeah. fucking house type shit. <laughs> Real uh, quick. Yeah, um, that's tough. So it was just like, uh, it was hard. It was unexpected. Um, changed everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, I was young. I I dropped out of school for good, uh, started working, um, and just try to be a a dad, you know, as such, I wasn't even, I mean, you're a kid, I'm a kid myself, you know, and now I got to look after another one. It's like, holy shit. Like, (laughs) what am I going to do type stuff? Yeah. Luckily my, my parents were always very supportive of my dad, uh, you know, so that's good. Yeah, that was a good thing that they were on my side, and they didn't just kind of you know left me for dead in a, right. in a sense. So yeah, but it was tough, man. Um, I can't imagine, bro. Cause yeah, I, I have my son as we talked about. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm 37 now. Yeah, and when I had him, I was like, holy shit. I right? mean, we like, were trying to have him, right? Right, but, but even but still, then, it yeah, was like I'm, when it comes, it's like holy I'm shit. I'm 32 like, years old, and I'm like, what now, right? <laughs> yeah, <It's wild. laughs> yeah, man. Congrats on that. Yeah, uh, thank you. Uh, yeah. Kids are awesome. Um, I don't think I would change anything uh, about that. You know, I think everything was kind of meant to be in a way and and yeah i mean it makes you it was, who you it was are. good it does you it know? builds character yeah. you know it, it personality and and and, and it kind of uh, molds you into you know being a good person yeah. being a good father so it says a lot about your character because a lot of a lot of you know 16 15 16 17 year old guys would have ran from that yeah and you know I, I, mean? I i was yeah and i was familiar with that yeah. even at the time yeah. so um yeah i mean 
not only was the right thing to do, and I was being told that that was the right thing to do, obviously from from my parents, but um, I I never really thought about about that. Even back then, I was like, I, I don't I owned up to it, you know. I had to face her dad and her brothers and. Um, oh shit so it was like yeah dude her, her dad was yeah he, he wanted to come after me yeah, yeah big time but her brother knew of the situation right. he kind of helped the situation because he like he would let her drive his car and oh so, okay you know she was pulling up at my house and Got all that it. so he was like really like trying not to have it go that far because he knew or or at least he he thought this was a possibility right and it ended up happening so but yeah i mean it is what it is but it was life-changing also you know just being so young and having to deal with that and prepare for that i don't think you ever get ready for that even when like you say you were planning it but when the day came it was probably like i yeah i was terrified (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah. so yeah you know yeah how's your how's your relationship with your son now like because i'm I'm assuming he's what probably like 18 he's 18 yeah Yeah, 18 um it's good it's good but i i do wish it it was better there there was some rocky times um and and i think that also came from just being so young sure you know obviously his mom and i never really got to to be a family like you, you know, like you'd want. Um, and so I think that that definitely plays a role. And so uh, we keep in touch, but I, I wish uh, we could spend more time together. He's yeah. growing up. He, you know, he's working, now he's doing he's, his own yeah, thing. He's becoming his own man now. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, we talk, we're, you know, we're good, but I do wish we can uh, spend more time together. Yeah. I yeah. mean, you were, you were just saying how fast before we were recording just like those moments and we Mm -hmm. were talking about that you know being away from your kids and Mm -hmm. it's like like I can't believe my son's five and you have a daughter that's five as well yep she's gonna be five uh, next month September sheesh so she you know her also it was like just not long ago that she was she was in my arms and now she's driving me crazy (laughs) (laughs) but you know she's she's great she's a good girl um and it it keeps me grounded because it was the the age difference it's so so large that it was like starting over yeah and and uh even like you say with her it was kind of like a thought of oh you know maybe we can you know whatever whatever Mm -hmm. when it it happened it was like oh shit (laughs) like what do we do now you know like, and now it's like more yeah. expensive from 18 years ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so time flies, man. Yeah. But you no know, doubt. it's super fun. Yeah. Okay. I'm good, sure good. you know. There's yeah. those days that it's just like, but then there's those days where it's just like oh, you couldn't ask for more. Yeah. That's the crazy <laughs> thing about being a parent is like they'll do something to where you're like, I want to just flick you right in the middle of your forehead. <laughs> And then an hour later, they do something else to where yeah. you're like, man, I, I would right. do anything for you. Right. You know what I mean? It's, it's crazy. It's, it, yeah. That it's a roller coaster. Unmatched, bro. Yeah. 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 Um, all right. So we get into EJ. I, again, we're, we'll bounce all over the place, right? Yeah, so you're yeah, doing this EJ stuff. And then you want to start making your own beats because I'm assuming the stuff on YouTube is not just not, uh, you know, not what you're looking for, but also anyone can use it. Right, you know what I'm saying? It's out there. Someone in in the city might even use the same beat off of YouTube, oh, and, yeah. then, and then what? So, Hundreds. so you start doing your own thing uh, on the production side. Mm-hmm. What What was your first 
production tool that you bought? Like, were you an MPC guy? What did, what did you roll with? Um, it was a MIDI controller. Um, okay. The MPC was something that I always liked, but I never really got into um, until later on. But as a, when I first started, like, taking it serious and, and trying to make something out of it, it was mostly just, you know, the computer and then a MIDI controller, a buddy of mine at the time had one. Um, and so we were using that. Um, were you using like FL Studio? What were you using for the... At that, at that, so it went from EJ, that's when it, when the whole thing started. Um, and then that that friend that had the MIDI controller, he would use uh, Reason. Oh, okay, yeah. So he was making beats on Reason. Um, and then he went to Live Ableton. Um, so it was... That was different than what I was used to with the EJ thing. It was more it was more hands-on, more of a creation rather than just preset, pre-made loops, stuff like that, like samples already built in. Um, so it was it was different. But I got into uh, Fruity Loops, it was called back then. Yeah. Um, Fruity Loops, probably like two or three years after that. Um, were you like most of us and just use the bootleg version? Or did you really buy it? No, I the cracked version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> had to. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, because yeah. it's not cheap. Yeah, I remember um, getting that off of LimeWire and being like, "Wow, yeah, it's yeah. a whole new world over yeah, here." Yeah, shout out LimeWire. Yeah. They they made our lives easier <laughs> yeah. back then. <laughs> you know, so yeah, statute of limitations are well beyond. So yeah, we're fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it was it was a couple years later that I uh, learned about that software. And so I, I got it and, you know, started learning with the channel rack is what this, what it's called. Yeah. Some use the playlist, some use the channel rack. For me, the channel rack was how I learned, so that's what I use. Right. And it's, for me, the workflow is faster and you have more, like, uh, control and manipulation of the sound. Mm -hmm. So the channel rack for me is, is the way to go uh, in FL Studio. But... Um, yeah, man, after that, it was just kind of like trying not to use YouTube beats for that reason yeah. that many, many people have them. Um, and at that point, I, I don't think it's like original, right. you know, in a sense. Like, so that was the purpose behind that. And um, we started just recording our own songs. Um, it was a group that I was part of that was uh, it, it went by the name of Deadly Combination. There was four of us. Mm, um, and then and Tupac, Pac, that's yeah, where okay. it came from, yeah. <laughs> um, and so I was, then I was also part of like another crew, I guess, uh, that would go by Hood Zone down here okay. in Midville. Um, and those were kind of like the, the beginning days of me like rapping and trying to, you know, record and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, so those years kind of taught me a lot as far as like, how to record a song, mm -hmm. um, how to write in a 16 bar, you yeah. know, verse, which is how to, hard to how to construct, you know, where things go and, and how and why and stuff like that. Um, cause I didn't know that all, all I, all I knew was just how to, you know, yeah. drum rolls and shit. So <laughs> <laughs> it was different. <laughs> so, you know, to have to like do that, hands-on and and not necessarily be in a in a band environment it's just you and you know the computer it's like you got to play every other band member you know so it was different but um 
yeah, man, we, we I got into it a lot. Um, we started doing like mixtapes. Um, we started doing some shows uh, here locally. Okay. Um, what, around what year is this? This is around 2000, 2008. Okay. 2009, 10, yeah. 11, around those years. Um, and then, you know, you grow older, you know, life happens. Um, that kind of, I kind of got away from it, um, from, you know, hanging out with, with people that weren't necessarily into it, but other shit. And got so it. it got me caught up in other stuff, yeah. uh, getting in trouble, stuff like that. So that kept me from pursuing it more at the time, um, so it wasn't until like years later, man, like 2000, 2014, maybe. So it was like maybe like a two, three year break that um, I got away from it. And then 2015, 16, I was like, I bought the program again, the, the larger uh, version, the uh, signature bundle is called. So I was like, you know, okay, I'm going to invest in it. I got to make something out of it. You know, I can't just buy it and not use it right uh, stuff so um i started like making my little home studio at the time i was living in provo um and then i think in like 2017 i met uh ua the duo slow-mo and wally and we just kind of took off from there as far as like the chemistry that we we -hmm. had um what those guys, the goals those guys had and, and, and the goals that I had were, were kind of similar. We kind of have the same background in a sense, uh, grew up in the same area. So there was a lot of like um, familiarity between us. Yeah. But Did you know them when you were younger? No. Funny enough, okay. I do have family members that are his family members oh, now okay. through marriage. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I didn't, I didn't know these guys till then. And then we found out more about, you know, how there's a relation there. But, um, yeah, so after after I met these guys, I, I started to, like, really, really do it more often, like a, like a daily thing. Like, okay, I got home from work. This is what I'm going to do. Um, and I just started, like, just cranking out beats. Um, at the beginning, they weren't the best, you know, because <laughs> well, like yeah. I was rusty, yeah. and and it was it was so new at the time too. Because back when I started, there weren't no YouTube tutorials. Yeah, there were no uh, loop kits, drum kits, yeah. sound kits. And there was no splice. There was no none of that shit. Like yeah. it, it was just what you had in your mind and the tools you had in front of you, really. Um, so it was so different. I had to like catch up. I had to you know, learn about the whole YouTube thing, you know, so I started just like a lot of people nowadays, so it was like totally new, even though I was familiar with it, it was new, um, and so I had to kind of like get with the times, um, learn how things are being done, um, and yeah, just kind of go at it, just go in the gym and start shooting type yeah. shit, you know, just... What was that learning curve like, like uh, to the point where you felt comfortable in just coming in and being like, okay, I know what I want to do today, mm-hmm. so I'm just going to do it. It right. took some time because, again, at first the beats that I was making, they, it wasn't kind of like they, were, they weren't they were really going nowhere, you know, and even this guys, they weren't kind of like 
Yeah, you know, it, 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 there was some time because my brother knew, um, my brother knew slow mo, and he would tell them about me, like, oh, my brother makes beats, um, you know, all this stuff. But it wasn't until uh, these guys dropped a, a, a project called Bud Brothers that my brother showed me. And I was like, oh, you know, that's cool. That's cool. And I was like, but I feel like their beats could be better. Yeah. You know? Um, and so I reached out. They were down with it. Um, at that point, I had some under my belt. You know, they were good. Yeah. Um, so I showed them. Uh, one of them got in the project. And so after that, it was like, okay, like, let me, let me see what else, I, you know, I can do. Um, again, the YouTube thing was, was constant mm -hmm. <laughs> trying to learn. It's the um, best schooling you can get for it free. It is, bro. It <laughs> yeah. is. It yeah. is. Shout yeah. out YouTube. Cause yeah. a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. They put that on there and then. It, yeah. Mean, shout out all the creators too. Cause yeah. I mean, without them, we wouldn't really learn or know and, yeah. you know, so yeah. Shout out all the creatives out there. But, um. Um, so this was about maybe like a year after I started that I met these guys, um, that I was just cranking them out. So by the next time I sent them more stuff, they were like, holy shit, like, like, dude, let's meet up, blah, blah. And so then we actually met in person. Um, and from there it was just, we've been working now for like five years now. Um, so it was just kind of from there it just kind of took off in a sense where the chemistry started to build um they like a lot of the same artists that i grew up listening um so there was a lot of things that kind of helped build that relationship and so now you know we have the place here and so we're like 100 percent dedicated yeah. to what we're doing and what what we want to do and the goals that we have and all that stuff so and again, this place is is great. We, I'm gonna thank you. After we get done, I'm just gonna shoot some B-roll. But yeah, like you course. guys have the different places for for, for podcasts podcast, yeah. or whatever it may be. Yeah. And you know the studio's beautiful. Like yeah, uh, thank you. Yeah, definitely. If anyone's looking for a a studio to record at, um, podcast yeah. wise, or just you know if you're trying to be a musician, this is a great this is a great spot. Yeah, yeah. Come yeah. on by. We'll leave a. A description or a link somewhere but yeah yeah, yeah. i'll leave um, all that in there yeah yeah man thank you we appreciate yeah. that slowly but surely building the 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 space um and no longer just for us uh but also for other creatives that that because there's so many people out here dude that have a, you know they're talented they they do their podcast of uh, singers writers producers beat makers just about everything camera guys like so we want to be able to help others, you know, and give them a space to to do what they need to do. Yeah, this is a this is a good location too. Like, it's pretty central. Yeah, central to a lot of different places. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, you don't feel like sometimes you pull up to places that are like cre supposed to be creative spots, and you're like, damn, I gotta <laughs> tuck my chain when I walk in. <laughs> tuck my chain. Yeah, <laughs> you know. But every yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. cool, man. It's a it's a really nice spot for sure. So yeah. again, thank you for having me. Not a problem. Um, you know, you talk about working with UA the duo. Mm -hmm. You guys seem to have a really, really good chemistry, right? And and, and yeah. it shows because you've been working for so long as well. Yeah. What other What other artists um, do you like working with out here in Utah? Oh man, there's a lot. Well, I've I've worked with with quite a bit of of different artists. Um, obviously, there's a lot of artists out here, and there's some that I would like to work with. But I mean, obviously, these guys, um, the guys at Pura Vida, Glocko, and Lalo, and them. Um, 
I've I've worked with them in different occasions. Uh, Santos is also another one. Uh, you know, they're we're 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 buddies and stuff. So, uh, Macon, I've worked with him. Um, Gabino, uh, Zazilla, uh, who else? Uh, Saviola, um, Cassius Play, uh, who else? Um, it's so hard to remember. Uh, 420 V Boys. Uh, uh, when you when you're working with these guys, like obviously outside of UA the duo, mm-hmm. do you prefer being in the studio with them and mm-hmm. try to like think up? Uh, mm-hmm. a song or is it more like they're like hey can you send me some beats like what is what is i guess number one what is the situation like but what's mm-hmm. your ideal situation how would you want to have it um a lot of the times i send over beats okay um just because when i'm making a beat for example there's always someone that comes to mind um and so when that happens i'd like to reach out and be like hey I got this, this and that, you know, and so that's kind of like the initial thing a lot of the times, but I like being in the same room, same setting, um, because that those organic ideas are always the best, I feel like, you know, Um, so when it just comes, it just comes, you kind of got to go with it, see what happens, Uh, because sometimes those ideas are hard to recreate, let's say now you're thinking about something and then you... You know, you're like, okay, and then don't think much of it, and then later on you try to redo it, and it's just gone. Yeah. It's, it's not it's not the same. So that's always good. Uh, I prefer that. Um, but I also like working alone. Like mm. when I'm making beats, I, a lot of the times I prefer to be alone just because I feel like I get more done. Not because I don't like people in the room, but um, I get distracted easily. And so when I... Like when I'm here by myself, I like I tell myself, okay, I got three unfinished beats, and I want to finish all those three, and so it happens. I'll do it, you know. But at times when when the other guys show up and everybody's here, um, I can't do that. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, because um, I mean, you have that. They might not be focused on the exact same thing that you're focused on, right? And they're like, "Oh, did you catch out the catch catch the game?" And you're like, "Ah, oh, yeah, yeah." You know, <laughs> or they want to record. Like, it's not bad, but there's just when we're together, there's just so many other things that we kind of like to prioritize, right? And so I kind of put that aside. But um, yeah, I mean, it, it it's it, it varies. Yeah, yeah. So going forward, like I mean, again, we talk about this space. We talk about the work you've done. Mm-hmm. Going forward you know the next year or so where do you see yourself going where do you want to go man um it's a loaded question but you know yeah well (laughs) you know i like to be in a better situation um with a little bit more freedom got it you know um to 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 really really i guess go all in Mm -hmm. um because i'm i mean i'm invested um but this is not number one for me. Sure. You know, and for for very various reasons. But um, it doesn't take anything away from it. Yeah. I'm still here. I'm still grinding and all that dedicated, you know, invested in all that stuff. But in order for me to go all in, it has to be at the right time. And we say that shit, right? But it's like sometimes you got to take that leap of faith, right? That's, that's true. You gotta, unless you, yeah. you, you got to just go for it. But, I mean, in a year from now, I'd like to be be in that situation you know and um 
I'm kind of I'm 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 going after sync placements, so that's something that I that I hope by then is a constant thing with like um, video games, movies, um, TV shows, yep. shit like that. Because yeah. I feel like the 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 streaming side of things is slow. You can't really bank on that. I mean, unless you get a hit and, it, you know. Then, yeah. Then it takes off. Then obviously, yeah, but it's just so saturated that it's tough, you know. It it takes a long time. So I feel like going that route um, is probably the best for now, and, and that just gives me some something to look forward to, it gives me some goals and, and different um, ways to, to go after them. So. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to bring that up, like talking about scores for movies, scores for TV shows, different mm-hmm. things like that. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't. he probably don't mind me saying this, but I remember when we were, uh, I spoke about the group I was in before we yeah. started recording. And when we were recording a couple of songs for our mixtape at Brisk's stu- at Brisk Studio, mm-hmm. I remember he was saying like, oh, I just got this check from, uh, uh, I want to say it was like Bones. You know, the TV, remember the TV show Bones on yeah. TNT? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, yeah, I, I, did a, I did a couple of episodes, just did the music on it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, holy shit. Like, yeah. I, I, you, you, <laughs> like you could do that? At, yeah. <laughs> at that age, you know, not even thinking about that. Like, I'm just sitting there thinking Briss just makes beats <laughs> all day. You at know home, what I'm saying? Yeah, and then DJs yeah. at clubs. Yeah. And I was like, wow, that's really interesting. Because every time that episode plays, yep. you then get paid. Yep. You know, depending on what your agreements are with these different uh, things. Yeah, I, of I course. I don't know what it's like nowadays because I think that was 09-ish. But yeah. uh, I'd assume it's very similar. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like... Yeah, if you can break into other commercials or what have you, you know what I mean? There's right. there's all these doors that can keep the lights on, yep, you know what I'm saying, exactly. until you're able to get that hit, yep, you know, yep. or those string of hits or whatever uh-huh. it may be. So, yeah. yeah. I think you can do it, man. It's just, um, and I understand from a creative aspect, you need that thing to keep the lights on. So that regular right. job that you have, you mm-hmm. have to do it. You, you know what I'm to. saying? Yeah. Until you can find a way to make, this your job right you know what i mean and it's just putting in after hours work and all that shit (laughs) yeah yeah it takes a lot but it's it's like the the tunnel is getting shorter you know and uh luckily for us we've been able to work with some artists that have also uh gave us some gems and and kind of told us how and 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 kind of kind of showed us the way um uh, one of them was Demrick. Uh, I don't know if you know who he is. Yeah, Shout yeah. out Demrick. He's the I'll one pull, that I'll show you a picture later. Two thousand nine, yeah. we opened up for Cypress Hill. Oh shit! Or, or, excuse me, Be Real on his uh, Smile Now. Uh huh. That was early Demrick. Yeah. Yeah. And uh-huh. Young D. Was yep, his name Young at the time. D. Yep. Yeah. That. Yeah. yeah. I remember. So yeah. shout out him because he's the one that he he does that. Um, obviously under a different name and all that yeah, stuff, yeah. but um, he's the one that kind of was like, "Yo, like this is where is that?" You know. So it's like. I could sit here and make beats for days and then years, and it it, it 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 ain't gonna be nothing if I don't make something out of it, right? So, it's like okay. And then we met Dizzy, uh, Dizzy Wright, and mm-hmm. he kind of gave us some gems too. And he was just, he touched on that, and so it was like, dude, like, what are we doing? Like, let's do it, you know. So that's kind of something that it's it's uh, on our minds, and so hopefully we're able to to score on that yeah i would say just keep keep pushing it keep following those 
those words of wisdom, but also, you know, you have your ultimate goal in mind of right. what you want to do, but mm-hmm. to find your way there and you never know who you're going to run into, you know oh, what I mean? Like working true. in this, like, you know, being able to meet uh, Demrick or Dizzy or mm-hmm. let's say you get a placement in a commercial, that person who places you mm-hmm. may know somebody else and like, oh, who did the, yeah, who did man. that? And then it just opens up doors. Yep. It's just constantly, I always say this. You always have to put your best foot forward, even mm-hmm. like with this podcast shit, right? Yeah. Like this is ultimately what I would like to do, something like this, right? right. But always putting your best foot forward because mm-hmm. you never know who's watching. And now you might have <laughs> yes. like that's that's true. Low plays, you know what I'm saying? Uh, not not many people listen, not many people yeah. watch it, but one person that did could influence your future. Right, yeah. Exactly. That's that's very, very true. You never know who's watching. Even when you do a show with like five, ten people, exactly. you never know who that one over there in the corner might be. Yep. And in, you just got to give it your all. Yeah, exactly. Every time. And you never know. Right. And so that's how I think a lot of things happen in this type of business or, or industry is relationships. They go a long way, you know, so never burn your bridges and, and you know, be be yourself and be true to what you who you are and what you believe in. And, and let everything else just play out. Yep. I'm finding that, like, the older I get, so I work in the tech industry, right? I won't mm-hmm. say exactly where, but, like, <laughs> I, I see that, too. Like, it's it's the same story no matter the industry. It mm-hmm. depends on who you know. Because you, know. you, you could be the hardest working person, and if you don't have a good relationship with the people that can get you to where you need mm-hmm. to be, it doesn't it's matter. Just, you're just going to be you're like a hamster in the wheel. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, so, nowhere. yeah, keeping those good relationships, always, always trying to do the best you can mm-hmm. put your best shit forward and, and, and the just, right thing yeah. yeah and believe that it's going to happen i think yeah, that's the other definitely thing that's huge you yeah. gotta believe it because yeah. i was talking to dre the other day and he's like you know we we touched on that on how people will doubt you yeah. people will say oh you can't do that yeah. people say oh you're crazy you know and it's like at the end of the day if you believe it that's all that matters and you know until you you begin and you start trying and doing it, then it's going to be like, oh, okay, you know, that repetition will be like, it will assure you of that. Yeah. So. It's just like you said, you know what I mean? Like, you talked about your early beats, and you're like, yeah, they weren't that good. No. <laughs> you know? No. But now to look where you're at and where yeah. you can still go, you know what I mean? There's yeah. always room for growth, but... Always. Yeah. You got to give yourself room to grow. Yeah. We're going to get into um, some rapid-fire questions. Ooh. And again, I told you before, the rapid fire, they're not really rapid fire. You know what I mean? You can take as long oh, as you good. want. Um, the first one's always super, it's like a layup, you know, not okay. too crazy. So you have 24 <laughs> hours to live. What's your last meal? Oh, man. That's a tough one. <laughs> well. And it can be a number of things. You know what I mean? Like I've had people say the lamest shit like, oh, I just want like a quarter pounder. And I'm like, for your last meal? But then I had people go into like, oh, I'm just taking a bite of everything. And they named like 12 different things. Like a buffet? Yeah. Yeah. That's probably best. (laughs) Yeah. I would probably have several items at my request. (laughs) (laughs) You know, shrimp and lobster for sure. A steak. (laughs) Um, Why not a Coke? You know. Well, it's probably, probably. Yeah, I'll I'll have a beer instead. We'll we'll scratch well. out the coke. Yeah, fuck it. A couple of <laughs> beers too. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that probably I'd probably say that. Okay. Uh, some steak, shrimps, uh, lobster. lobster, coke, and and some tacos. Tacos. Yeah. Right. 
You got a lot of protein in there, but it don't matter. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> all good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Stranded on an island. You Ooh. can only listen to three albums for a year. Three what albums are those three albums? For a year. Could be any genre too. It doesn't necessarily have to be hip hop, but whatever. Oh, it's got to be hip hop. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> for, for me, me, that's what yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> it could be many things, yeah. But no, it's got to be. And just because I've done it, so I would say reasonable doubt for mm. sure. Um, damn. The Chronic. Um. Ooh. Um. I enjoyed this one, so I'm gonna throw this one in there. The Roots, Tipping Point. Okay. Yeah. Yep. I would say that's great. That would get me through. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Do you, do you think uh, I'm a huge Jay fan? Like, yeah. that's my favorite all time, right? Same. Reasonable Doubt is probably my favorite album, mm-hmm. but I don't know if it's his best best album. What are your thoughts? <laughs> I think that was... Okay. As a rapper, as a, as a lyrical standpoint and... and Delivery and all that. I think Reasonable Doubt Jay Z is the best version of Jay Z, mm-hmm. but not his best album. Yeah, I would maybe say either the Black Album or one of the Blueprints. But for me, I think the Black Album was was a a, a time in his career where he was like solidified like yeah. himself as the greatest rapper or the best rapper. Man, when that black album came out, because that you know he was retiring at that point. Uh, yeah, I was a senior in high school, and I was like, "Fuck!" Right. I was so bummed. Yeah. But I remember buying it and just being like, "Cause I mean, he's got every he's got production wise, mm-hmm. you know, Rick Rubin. Oof. He's got Kanye, Quick, Timbaland, Just Blaze, Timbaland. Oh. Like, there's so many great Goats. producers on that. And then the songs are just yeah. Oh, Pharrell too, obviously. Pharrell. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Reasonable Doubt's probably my favorite, but just. The thing I love about Reasonable Doubt is I feel like he was just in there to try to do, like you said, on the lyrical side, mm-hmm. it's his best. <sighs> well, God damn. I don't, it's it's there. It's close, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, I was listening to an interview with Clark Kent, and Clark uh-huh. was like, uh, he did a lot of the, not necessarily production, he produced a few things, but was there to record most of the album, okay. right? And he was saying that when they went in there, they weren't like, okay, this is the single. They were trying to make every song just like, possible to be put out right? right like everything was just trying to be their best mm-hmm. so um and it, they, it shows it, it yeah. translates you no, know it, i was listening to it on the way here yeah yeah it really does bro <laughs> yeah. when you approach it with that in mind it yeah. shows um it translates um and you know with what you said i, I can i can see that mm-hmm. yeah they just did the uh, the book of Jay Z at, I at that. the Brook- is it Brooklyn Ri- Library. I think so. Yeah, I, super dope. Yeah, very cool. Um, okay, favorite movie. Favorite movie. Ooh. And if you have a couple, like if you have like this is my favorite drama. This is my favorite. Like I'm a big horror head, right? So uh, if you have yeah, that, how my you feel about one. those? Oh, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I noticed right when I walked in. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I like I like horror movies. Um but I would say uh, Scarface was big. Uh, uh Goodfellas, that type of stuff. Um and for for like scary movies, the Halloween stuff was good. Yeah, that's my um, favorite. 
I do not like uh what was that nightmare on Elm Street? Fred Krueger. Mm. I did not. I wasn't really into that because he'll kill you in your sleep. <laughs> there's no. There's no getting away from that guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Either way, you're fucked. Yeah, yeah. So, That's yeah. One of those movies you can't take any you know extracurricular uh, substances watching it because yeah. you start to really think you about trip it. You're out, like, dude. No. Yeah. Bad <laughs> idea. Bad idea. So yeah, I would say those. Okay. <laughs> um. All right, your dream collab. So obviously you're doing the beat, right? Mm. Give me someone to do the hook and then someone to do the verses. Oh shit. That's that's interesting. I'm gonna stick with it. I've said it a couple times now. Wiz Khalifa on the verse. Um on the hook. Ooh. Bruno Mars. Oh shit. Okay. All right, I like that. Why not? Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah, uh, I know you're a hoops fan. You know, yeah, you're a jazz fan. Mm-hmm. Um, give me. We'll stick to. We'll stick to. No, no, no. We'll do the whole. We'll do whole NBA. Okay. Give me your your all time starting five. So this is Oof. this doesn't necessarily mean the best, but your favorite players. So I need a point guard, shooting guard, small right. forward, power forward, center. Okay. Ooh. Okay. So at center, let's see. Uh, Tim Duncan. Um, at power forward, this is tough, but I'm gonna rock with KG, oh, Kevin Garnett, my favorite. Yeah. Uh, at small forward, oof, damn, that's tough. There's a lot. Yeah, that's packed. <laughs> yeah. Um. Tracy McGrady. Mm. Um, I think he was a small forward. I'm yeah, not sure, yeah. yep. but we'll, we'll, yep. we'll go with that. Uh, yep. <laughs> uh, shooting guard. Damn. Kobe. Mm. Well, uh, my, see, <laughs> I dislike Michael, but I, As you know. As a jazz fan, you yes, dislike him, yeah. yeah. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but. Given you know everything, I'm I'll go with Kobe. Okay. I'll go with Kobe. Yeah. Um, point guard, Stockton. Okay. That's my starting five. Yeah, that's tough. I think Stockton. it's. Pretty, I think it'll. Stockton, I think Kobe, it'll be Tracy, a lot KG, of other teams. Tim. Yeah. You know. Yeah. They'll hold their own. Yeah, they'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Let's see. Okay. If you could go in the studio. For one day mm-hmm. with any producer, mm-hmm. right? So I'm talking about the top producers of all time. Just but you're just going in with one mm. um, to observe, to ask questions, just to kind of like soak it in, right? Who mm-hmm. would it be? Who would it be? That's really tough. Um, probably Pharrell. Mm. Just because uh, I feel like he's very, uh, he just seems like a cool guy, a genuine person. Uh, uh, he seems very hands-on with what he does. Um, his style is crazy. Um, and he can kind of hit you from different angles. Like it's always, sure he's got his signature sound and you always recognize Pharrell, but he can also hit you again from different angles, like doing the Minions movie stuff, you know, uh, working with different, many different artists, not just rappers. I feel like he, he's 
he's one of the better producers ever. So I would I, say Pharrell. I think so too. I think he, his versatility, like obviously when it was the Neptunes, yeah, it, oh yeah, R and B, a lot of hip hop, mm-hmm. obviously, but he branched out so far to different artists. Oh yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. But can still come back and do something in hip hop where you're like, damn. Dude, yeah. So <laughs> after everything he's done, right, he kind of goes off and kind of goes MIA, if I guess, or he kind of goes quiet. But yeah. then he drops that album with Pusha T mm-hmm. and Kanye. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. And it was just grimy. It yeah. was just like, holy shit, you know? And it's like you you, you tend to forget how, the, how, how hood he is, yeah. actually, right? And so <laughs> how he can just, like, Make that soundtrack, yeah, of just the poppiest shit to right. again, just like the most grimy, like yeah. yeah. So yeah, when I heard that, I was like, oh man. And then the the mix between him and and Kanye, it was you yeah. could tell, yep. But it it went well together, and with Pusha T is just super dope. So yeah, yeah, I agree. I uh, before we started recording, we were talking about buying albums and like even the dvds that would oh, go yeah, along yeah, with it sometimes yeah, yeah. so i bought uh this was right after I, I think i was like i had just turned 19 maybe but this was the neptunes present the clones album uh-huh. and so they had the clips on there they had oh. all kinds of artists and rock groups and but they had a dvd that came with that mm-hmm. and i just remember watching him in watching that dvd over and over again and him and chad making beats mm-hmm. Just in this, and you know that was like that was probably filmed in like oh four ish. Yeah. So it's a lot of like still like analog shit too. Yeah. Yeah. I remember Chad saying, "I bought this whole board. It was this whole like a size of a wall." He's like, "And all I do is unplug this shit, plug it in here, and it makes different noise, and then it comes into here, all these different inputs." It's crazy. And I'm like, man, these dudes just love what they do, yeah. you know, and they're so good at it. But yeah, yeah, I'm with you for real. Chad, I, I feel like Chad kind of deserves more credit. Also, I do. I too. feel like Pharrell is the face of the Neptunes. But Chad was behind a lot of those yeah. records. Yeah, and he, you know, he's won ASCAP Writer of the Year, all of that different stuff. Yeah, and he, the thing with him is, from the interviews I've seen, he's he's very introverted and very awkward. So I think mm. that's why you don't see him out. Maybe you know what I mean, right? It Where makes Pharrell sense. Pharrell is so natural, right? Talk, I mean, yeah, talking, and you know yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah. Dudes look the same makes for the sense. last thirty years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like rump vampire shaker and shit. Looked the same then as he did, you oh, know. Man. That's true. Last year, yeah. <laughs> um, all right, last question here, uh, and this is one that I always put in here, and sometimes people get judged off it, so you can take your as much time as you want. So okay. you're throwing your dream concert, okay? okay? You get four acts, dead or alive. Mm. I need to know who the acts are, mm. but then also know the order that they're going to uh, come out. Okay. Dream concert. And again, this is for you. This isn't like, hey, I'm trying to sell tickets. This is your dream concert. But again, you still get so judged it's like on I'm, it. I'm putting it together. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Dead, or dead or alive. Oh shit. Well, we can go many different ways, but we'll put Tupac in there. Okay. Uh, we'll see in which order, but yeah. yeah. Um, Tupac. Uh, let's see. Um, oh shit! Uh, let's throw Kanye in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he'd be dope to see live. Um, who else? 
Four? Four, yep. Um, hmm. Oh, man. <laughs> I'd like to see Twista. Okay. Um, I grew up listening to him. Um, so he was he was a big part of my influences yeah. growing up. He puts uh, on a pretty solid show because, I mean, his catalog is so I'm deep. sure he can, yeah. Um, shit. Four. Hmm. Let's see. Mob Deep. Oof. Okay. I love that. What's what's the order? Uh so we'll have uh this is awkward because Tupac will be in there, but yeah. <laughs> we'll, go with, you, yeah. yeah. Got sick <laughs> we'll go with <laughs> <laughs> We'll go with uh uh We'll go with Mob Deep first. Okay. Um and then the other one was uh Yeah, Twister, Pac, and Kanye. Okay. We'll go with uh Okay, here okay, we'll we'll do this. So we'll go with we'll go with uh with Twista, Mob Deep, Kanye, and then Pac. Mm. So we'll have Pac as the headliner. Closing it out. Perfect. Um and uh yeah that'll be a very long show yeah yeah i mean <laughs> kanye and Pac themselves you yeah know what i mean like i saw kanye i've seen him twice have you i saw him at his uh uh graduation tour no way so it was damn. him headlining uh lupe fiasco was on it okay. n-e-r-d and rihanna Ooh, n-e-r-d yeah and oh shit kanye was his shows are like and that like and a, that was like that was fucking like Kanye at his highest point yeah. in a sense where well maybe not highest I think but highest is in terms of sales and popularity like to the masses mm-hmm. that's right when his mother passed right so it was, after that you kind of saw people not fuck with him because he started to do crazy Different, shit right right yeah <laughs> yeah after that yeah you know, he came out with my beautiful dark twisted fantasy which is I I think is my favorite Kanye album and I love all of like oh well let me let me be clear. My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy and everything before I love. Some of the shit he did after, I was kind of like, it was whatever. But, Questioning, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but his shows, man, they're like, um, it's not even, it's not a concert. It's a, it's, it's a whole production. You oh, know what I'm oh, saying? Sure. Um, and then I saw him and Jay in Vegas for the Watch the Throne tour. Ooh, and that was just that? three hours of them. Oh, my God. Doing, like, their best songs, and they would throw in a part of Watch the Throne, their best songs, part <sighs> of Watch the Throne, back and forth. Man, I, how could I forget Jay-Z? Bro, I didn't <laughs> want to say anything. <laughs> well, 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 well. You can do, thro- let, you do Watch the Throne, right? Let's, say, let's just... say Twista couldn't make it, okay? <laughs> 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 we'll have Jay Twister got sick do the, the, Yeah, the we'll have Jay do, Jay Yeah, we'll do We'll have Jay <laughs> come to watch Pac, the throne You know what I mean? It's a lot yeah. of You know yeah. A lot of troubles there So we'll do that We'll replace Twister with Jay Just okay. for this one time Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> <laughs> that, that, I bet that was insane though I mean, that to be was, there live Yeah, that was the best uh, Concert I've been to Like Oh, man Kendrick Three was hours? really close Yeah, three hours is just Holy them. shit Because remember Frank Ocean Was supposed to open This is like early Frank Ocean mm. 
and he never came out. Ooh. We were like, hmm, because I was like, fuck, this show's supposed to. And I know hip hop shows start late. Yeah, I've been to so many. I've been on so many. But I was like, okay, now this is getting crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then they came out and just. Oh man. Like, Damn. But yeah, uh, outside of, I mean, the only person that got close to that was Kendrick when he came. When, yeah. I, when I saw him live, his le- the the Big Steppers tour. Uh huh. That was a big production as well. But oh, outside shit. of that, I've never seen shows like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, yeah. That's super dope. Yeah. Um, thank you, man. This has been a lot hey, of fun. Been good getting fun. to know you a little bit of more. Course, I thank mean, you. me and you have DM back and forth hip hop shit. Yeah. You know, like just <laughs> yeah. talking like, who do you think should be yeah. on this list or whatever? Yeah. You know, so yeah. I, I appreciate getting to know you a little bit more. Yeah, man, of um, course. Before thank we you. go, let everyone know where they can find you, how they could if they want to come and book uh time at this space, yeah. how they can do that. Okay, well, yeah, everyone can find me under Looney Got the Tunes on all social media platforms. Um, and if you want to come check out the spot, you can visit labjunkiesinc.com, uh, and it will show you the you know show you the place, the different rates that are available. Um, so yeah, check it out. Perfect. Hit me up. Yeah, I'll have all those links uh, in the podcast description as well. So awesome, cool man. Thank you very Thank much. You. I appreciate. You. I appreciate your time. This was fun. Hope you guys enjoyed that interview. I had a lot of fun interviewing Looney. We actually did that like over a month ago. He was one of the first interviews I had done. Coming back, well, quote unquote, coming back from hiatus. Doing an interview while I was on hiatus for when the pod came back. But anyways, shout out to Looney. Shout out to UA the duo. Shout out to uh, his whole team over there. Really good guys. Again, the studio is very nice. Um, If you're looking for somewhere in Salt Lake, uh, more, you know, north i guess you would say to record or do any projects hit them up at lab junkies uh also you can reach out to my guy dre rocka who i often use his studio he is in north salt lake if again if you're a cre- quote unquote creative in the valley looking to do some podcast stuff some interviews you can reach out to either one of them they uh, they offer some pretty solid services so that's about all i got again city weekly voting is almost up i don't want to beg but let's be real You want to vote for me, right? If not, why would you be listening to this? Yeah, I left that dramatic pause for you to think about it. Anyways, (laughs) uh, next week we have a fun, fun interview with a gentleman by the name of Eddie Ekpo. He does photography, graphic design out here in Salt Lake City. Wise beyond his years. And I think you guys will really enjoy it. So make sure you stay tuned for that. Subscribe to the Will Wonder Pod YouTube. Subscribe, rate, and review wherever you can. Appreciate you all. We will see you next week. Peace. This has been a March 15th Media production. Make sure to subscribe, rate, review the Will Wonder Pod. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Peace out.